0: The Bearcats lose their first regular season game in three years in an otherwise dominant first half of the season. Today, we grade the overall team, offense, and defense, plus hand out some individual awards right here on Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24 7 monitoring agents. Capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like simply safe. Visit simplysafe.com/slash lockdown college to learn more. Alex Frank with you and your host each and every day here on On Bearcats, former sports director of UC student-run media organization, Bearcast Media. So the first half's in the books. Today we're gonna give out some overall grades for the offense, defense, special teams overall as a whole for the team, and hand out some individual awards. We'll also Tell you, I will also tell you rather what I'm looking forward to most in the second half of the season. So from the first the first half of the season, you know, I said it yesterday, I said it after the Arkansas game. It's a really encouraging first half. And let's be honest, you know, if you're someone who likes to compare, you know, a great team from the previous year, and I think we maybe do this with the Bengals too. Like if you're someone who wants to compare this year's Bearcats team to last year's Bearcats team that went to the college football playoffs, stop. Because they're not going to go back. They weren't going to go back even if they finished undefeated. Especially because Arkansas now has lost multiple games. So, don't compare this year's team to last year's team. Be encouraged by the fact that they are just um, they are just as good as last year's team. Be encouraged by the fact that they are just one loss behind last year's team. So... That's really encouraging. But five and one through six games is very, very good. And college football, like right now at least, we don't appreciate five and one. We don't appreciate four and two because we're so focused on who's going to be playing in the college football playoff that as soon as a team loses one or two games, ah, goodbye, we don't care about you sayonara well that's not right that shouldn't be it how it works if you're someone who um you know if you're someone that does that like this team is this team is not going to go undefeated and there's still very big games left on the schedule so if you're someone that says oh well this team's not last year's team and ben bryant's not desmond redder and Well, this defense isn't as good as last year. you know, we don't have a shutdown corner. Well, you know what we do have is Ivan Pace Jr. You know what we do have is a very good defensive line. You know what we do have is a very good secondary. So, stop if you're someone who's doing that. Because that's only going to make you miserable. It's not going to make you enjoy the season. And you probably do with the Bengals too. Like, last year's team, last year's... Okay, let me put it to you this way. This year's Bearcats team is not going to feel as magical as last year's team was because the first time you do something is always the sweetest, right? The Bengals could go to the Super Bowl again this year. It's not going to feel as sweet and magical as it did last year. I know that. I felt last year. And every other year from here on out, it's going to be about... Can they actually win the Super Bowl? When the Bearcats go back to the college football playoff, eventually the conversation is going to be: can they win a game in the playoff? Like, you don't want to be Oklahoma. Great, they go four times in five years with four different three different quarterbacks, and that's great. But they got blown out in every game. And the one game they didn't get blown out in, they lost in a double overtime because they couldn't hold a 14-point lead. You don't want to be that. But this Bearcats team was never going to be like last year's team. It wasn't going to be better than last year's team. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy how good of a season they're having so far. The fact that they went into an SEC environment and only lost by seven set the tone that, hey, they're not that far removed from last year's team. It's just because they play in the American Athletic Conference, which, by the way, shout out to the College Channel at locked on. We got a locked-on Sunbelt conference. Locked-on Sunbelt now. I'm all in on that. Give the group of five some some, uh, credit, some recognition, you know, some exposure, notoriety. But anyway, with Cincinnati this year, the depth on this team is really... The depth on this team is deep. That's redundant, but you get the point. There have been times this year where the Bearcats have been dominant. And they and here's the other thing too that I look at. They have the same weaknesses as last year. So here's what I here's what I noticed about Cincinnati, Bearcats football, and Bearcats. I'll say this about basketball too. Because I I just got to think last week. Bearcats football has a culture in place, right? Right? Tough, nasty, physical, driven through the offensive and defensive lines, right? But when you play the style of play that they play, it's prone to a lot of penalties. It's prone to mistakes. Because they feel like they have to embody tough and nasty. They got to be mean. They got to be, you know, sometimes over the edge. That's not a good thing to be. And this program, year after year after year, consistently is in the bottom of the country when it comes to penalties and penalty yards per game. It has not cost them yet, but it very darn well could. In fact, it has. Remember 2019 in Memphis, third down and 10. Maje Sanders sacks Memphis quarterback Brady White, Call for 15-yard penalty on necessary roughness. It was either that or roughing the passer. Either way, you get the point. Memphis got new life. They went down, scored a touchdown, boom, won the game by 10. I'm not saying Cincinnati would have won the game or tied the game if that penalty hadn't happened, but they never got a chance to actually do one of those two things. Hasn't cost them yet this year, but it very well could. Well, actually, you can maybe say it did against Arkansas. Cost them a great chance to tie the game. Cost them a chance twice to tie the game, actually. Cost them a chance to kick a field goal. They ended up having a punt. Like... This is where the Bearcats program is. They're consistent, and the culture that's in place leads to a lot of wins, and it leads to 10-plus wins in three of the last four years and would have led to 10-plus wins in 2020 had the, shortened not been sh- had the season not been shortened due to COVID. But there's also, okay, when you have a culture in place and consistency, sometimes the same weaknesses pop up. Bearcats basketball, for example, you know, in the final three years under Mick Cronin, when they were – A top 25 team, including a top 10, a top five team in 2018. They had the same weaknesses in place every single year. They could not score when it mattered, right? They did not know how to defend teams who had a stretch four. They ran into teams who could score with their guards. And when it came to shootouts, Apparently, that's what it was against UCLA, Nevada, and Iowa. they They were shot out of the gym. That's what happened. They won a lot of games. They won, I believe, 30, 31, and 28. That's a lot of wins. 89 wins in three seasons is very good. It's almost 30 per season. You know how many tournament wins it produced? Two. Because of the same weaknesses that popped up year in and year out. That's what I've noticed from the Bearcats in the first half of this season. Sure, their culture is in place. It's led to a lot of wins, and it's led to, you know, not really a huge drop-off from last year. And they weren't ever going to be as good as last year because they lost so many talented players who were here for many, many years building up what became last year's college football playoff team. This team is essentially starting the new, even though they're really not because they're reloading, not rebuilding, as Luke Fickle has constantly said. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also weaknesses for this team. Woeful kicking game. Good God. Long stretches where they don't score. I'm giving the Bearcats an overall grade of A to start the season. Because they've exceeded expectations as to how I thought they would look. They play like a really solid unit. They can still dominate opponents. They played Arkansas tough on the road. True road game. The culture and recruiting are driving this team this season. They're not as talented as last year's team. They may not be as talented as several teams around the country. That's fine. But what they are is a team that has a culture. And cultures win games. Culture wins games wins championships. That's what this program has. Like when they were on the come up, they were still building the culture. The culture was in place in 2020. When you had to navigate all the challenges of that season, Desmond Ritter was struggling. The Bearcats kept their belief in him. It paid off. Last year, enormous expectations, challenging schedule, talented roster, they put their egos aside, came together as a team, broke down the barrier of a group of five team making the college football playoff. Offensively, I'm giving this team a B plus because they got to limit the long stretches where they don't score. The good is though they can score a lot of points. They might outscore last year's team. That's because they're dynamic. They have, a, they have a deep running back room. Their receivers are making an impact, which is much new this year, and they want to see more of the tight ends. That's what I want to see. Because I feel like as much as the passing game has evolved, and I love that, the past, the uh, the tight ends, they're not much of a factor right now. But they need to be against teams like SMU and UCF. You got to utilize your most experienced players. Wiley and Taylor are regarded as NFL prospects. I'm not sure if Tyler Scott, Jaden Thompson, Nick Marner are that. They're really good, and they can be, but you've got two NFL caliber tight ends who are doing great at creating these opportunities to hit Tyler Scott down the field or Jaden Thompson, whatever, Nick Martner But eventually, if defenses adjust and play, oh, I don't know, cover two, we hear that a lot around Cincinnati nowadays, cover two, you got to be able to utilize your tight ends underneath. Like you look at what the Bengals have been doing with Hayden Hurst. The Bearcats should do the same with Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. Just a little bit more. I'm not going to criticize the way they played. I thought they played really well in the first half. Defensively, a plus. I mean, whew, they are lethal at all three levels. It's the best defense, I think, of the Luke Fickle era because they are unrelentingly dominant. Everyone feels established. Every player feels established. You know who they are, or they're starting to break out this year. You need to see more consistency from the corners. Sometimes they get beat. I do like the way they've played. I mean, they're filling in for two All Americans. So just give them a chance. I want to see them make some plays. Brian Threats has a pick. I want to see more from J.Q. Hardaway. I want to see more from Jaquan Shepard. Make an impact. Special teams, B. The kicking game must improve. Because there will be a time when it's needed. Okay? And you might need it at UCF. You might need it in the American Championship game. Hell, you might need it in a New Year's Six Bowl. And Mason Fletcher. Now, Mason Fletcher's having a good season. All right, he's being nationally recognized. You know, he was really good last year. I mean, I would argue he was the MVP of the Cotton Bowl for the Bearcats. Speaking of which, coming up, I'll give you my MVP breakout player and player I want to see more of in the second half. But first, I need to tell you more about Simply Safe and why they always give me these ad reads with a with not zoomed in. I got to save time to do that. Anyway, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. But 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch or first responders, dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom lockdown college. You'll save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafecom lockdown college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Send out some individual awards. I like to do this. We'll do it for offense, defense, um, mainly offense and defense. Uh, offensive MVP is going to Ben Bryant. Simply because the Bearcats are winning games because of him. They're almost undefeated because of him. They don't tell me, oh, come on, Evan Prater would have won us the Arkansas game. No, he wouldn't have. No disrespect to Evan Prater, but Ben Bryan was the right man for that game the whole time. Ben Bryan elevates those around him who have been here for a long time. My breakout player, Tyler Scott. You knew he was good, but you didn't know he was that good. His speed has taken the top off the defense. He opens up plays for underneath routes. You know, that is what he, that is what you get when you have a receiver who can take the top off a of defense. I mean, you look around college football and you look around the NFL and you see these teams who take the top off a of defense. You want to know why those teams often win? Because they can then utilize their whole offense. If you're an offense that simply operates between 10 and 15 yards down the field, that can get you, you know, it can move you. You can move the ball. But you're never going to be able to take the top off a defense and really be game-changing. It's why the Bengals went out and got Jamar Chase. It's why the Bearcats have developed Tyler Scott into being the receiver he is today. Player I want to see more out of in the second half for me is Corey Kiner. The potential is there. I mean, he had a really productive first half. You want to see him become that lead back. Now, here's the thing. Charles McClellan's really good. I understand that. But I want to see more of Corey Kiner, especially because of how highly touted he was coming out of high school, Roger Bacon, when he was being recruited by Cincinnati. There was the surreal aura of when he transferred back home, and now you have him here. So I would, okay, like to see more out of him. And I think we can. Because for as good as McClellan is, Kiner's the future of the running back room. So might as well start to build off of his breakout performances recently, because when you get knee-deep into conference play, when you go to Philadelphia in November, That's not going to be an easy game at Temple. I mean, you might want to have your boxing gloves on for that game. Because it's going to make you want to punch a hole in the wall. You need your running backs to deliver in that game. And Corey Kiner can be that back to shoulder the load. All right, let's move to defense. Um, MVP, no question, Ivan Pace Jr. Are you kidding me? Nationally recognized, All-American candidate. It's just a really good player. I said it earlier last week. Could he be a second straight first-round draft pick for the Bearcats? It's highly possible. Breakout player—I was debating between three. I ended up going with the same guy Russ went with last week on this show, Jawan Briggs. Um, because when you fill the departure of your best interior interior defensive lineman, and you are a program that's driven through that area, I'm going to give the award to you, breakout player. Um, beast up the middle. He's starting to get to the quarterback. He's building off last year, which was okay. I think he had three sacks and three tackles for loss. He's really starting to take command in the trenches. That's what you want to see from Jawan Briggs. The player I want to see more out of in the second half, this was tough because I think really everybody's doing well defensively. I can say the corners. I'm going to say Noah Potter, though, for this reason. You know, he's a former four-star transfer from Ohio State. Okay, he was a four-star recruit transfer from Ohio State. And As a Bearcats fan, and I think you might feel this way too, I, I think, like, we want to see him make more of an impact because of that. Coming from Ohio State to Cincinnati, you just want to see him do something. You want to see him make that big play. He's done well. He hasn't really had many chances because of the defense you see plays is 3-3-5, and mainly the pressure comes from the middle. But I still think Noah Potter's got some good football left in him, and I want to see that in the second half. Speaking of, there are some things I want to see from the Bearcats overall in the second half. And one thing that we saw in the first half, if it shows up in the UCF game, good night, Irene, unfortunately. We'll get into it after a word from Bill Bar. because I got to tell you something. If you haven't tried the puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys, and it's true. I recently brought um, a mixed bag of Bill Bar puffs for my cousin up at Ohio State. Yes, I know my cousin goes to Ohio State, so I do have a soft spot for them, but that's okay. There's a new flavor out, too. Yes, what? It's indulgent, delicious cookie dough covered in chocolate. Yep, built this, done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They're really good. They got a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That was my real analysis. Basically, it's delicious and you need to try it because they're only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to build.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. I've done that too. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy, they're tasty, chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Mm -mm -mm, So good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits, Eat something that tastes good and is good for you, and no, if you ask me if I'm a doctor, I am not. You are going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, ditch the fat, ditch the sugar, grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at built.com. You would have thought I just did a Built Bar during that ad. A matter of fact, I believe I did. So, there's that for you. Mmm, so good. All right. Well, the Bearcats are going to need to eat some built Bars if they want to avoid some long stretches where they don't score. Maybe they should do that at halftime. My mom texted me one game. It was Indiana, okay, Bearcat alone, and she texts me during the half and says, did they take a nap at halftime? And I'm like, no, they just ate too much Skyline Chili. Well, you know what? They should have ate their built Bars because if they go out and, let's say, Orlando in two weeks and... Go, I don't know, 20 minutes without scoring? (laughs) Good night, Irene. That was a hideous laugh. Anyway, you get my point. They're not going to be able to survive if they go 20 minutes without scoring against UCF. It's not USF or Tulsa or uh, any other temple bad team in the conference. So that's what needs to happen in the second half. You got to avoid the long stretches, where they don't score because they will come back to hurt you against UCF. You can't have that against whoever they play in a bowl game. Continuing to dominate on defense, that's what also I want to see. Because here's the thing I can say you got to avoid the long scoring stretches, and they do. Excuse me. But I will say this they have been blessed with a fantastic defense that has really covered their long scoring stretches i mean think about all the times indiana opportunities indiana had to score in the second half of that game twice shut out at the goal line tulsa shut out at the goal line shut out at the goal line late in the fourth quarter after an egregiously bad interception by ben bryant this defense has bailed the offense out constantly but it can only do so much and i've said that before my mom said that before You've probably said that before. Russ has said that before. Anybody has said that. And I'm telling you right now, that's what I want to see from the Bearcats in the second half. Stop putting so much pressure on the defense. Main thing I want to see is more turnovers. I want to see this defense be opportunistic. We'll make this defense even better. Lesser penalties. Again, the style of play can lead to them. But if you just get those down to, like, six for 30, if you have, you know, maybe one offsides and maybe a few false starts a game, maybe one holding penalty, like, just keep it there. Not, like, four holding penalties in a game and then, you know, three unnecessary roughness penalties or whatever. Illegal contact. I mean, those add up, right? You, you got If you want your defense to get off the field against UCF, you have got to stop committing penalties. Because I will tell you right now, if you give UCF any second chance, they're taking advantage of it. I know that for a fact. So those are some main things I want to see in the second half. And it's going to be a really fun second half of the season. I mean, this team is in perfect position to win the conference championship, win out, and then hopefully go back to the New Year's Six Bowl. And here's the thing. If you're worried about BYU, don't be. Because independent does not count for a group of five bid. So BYU and Cincinnati could both go to New Year's Six Bowls. And it actually would be really cool if they matched up against each other, which they could. I don't know if they will. I keep seeing the main projection I've seen is Cincinnati, USC, and the combo, which I think I would be really, re- that'd be a really fun game. You know, just playing a, you know, another national name brand like USC, Lincoln Riley. Um, it's, I mean, a chance to get revenge on Los Angeles if you're Cincinnati because, I mean, we all know what happened back on February 13th of of this year. So just something to think about. All right, that is going to do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. Russ Heltman joining me the next two days, our usual conversation on Thursday. We'll talk about USF uh, from this past Saturday, the first half of the season overall. And then Russ will join me for our basketball preview, all Bearcats. I'm going to hopefully – we're going to hopefully have James Rapine, our buddy, join us. Uh, we try to get him on for football, but he—I mean—he's running around like crazy right now. Uh, I will actually see James this weekend in New Orleans because I'm going there for the Bengals Saints games. So looking forward to that. Um, definitely a major, um, big time of UC athletics that we're coming across on within this program. I mean, we are entering the football men's basketball intersection, so expect a lot of content. Uh, trying not to overflow your brain, but I just like putting content out, uh, my spotting boards. I'm going to try and bring those back this year for basketball. So just looking forward to the football men's basketball turn. It's going to be some fun times really from now until I'll say middle January, because we'll talk football into January, you know. The remnants, you know, the aftermath of the season, you know, looking ahead to next season, we'll kind of maybe dial it down in February and March for, and March for basketball if the basketball team is, you know, looking really good. So hopefully there's that. And um, I am in the uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I will anyway on a podcast. Um, I may be in the uh, – I am in the process of – You know, these last eight months I've been living and working in Macon, Georgia, I really like it down here. It's been great to live in the South, Uh, you know, for a Midwestern boy like me to come down here and experience a new culture. It's been really great, but I have the opportunity to take advantage of upward mobility within Sinclair Broadcast Group after one year. So I'm in the process of pursuing positions in Columbus, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Charleston because I have a. We have a house there, my family, my mom. So hopefully we'll be moving back home closer to Cincinnati. You will find out. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter, in which case coverage will be even better from me and from Russ, for that matter. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Locked On Bearcats is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen, after making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen, how about making it Locked On Big 12? Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen, that's Lockdown Big 12. For Locked On Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Russ Heldman joins me tomorrow and Friday. Looking forward to those conversations. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.